0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now
2: here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along. The post-4th of July show of The Ride Home. Kath, good to see you as well. Did you enjoy your holiday?
3: Single, I believe, hottest day of my life.
2: (laughs) Really? (laughs) Now that says a lot.
3: I mean, I gotta be honest. Really? As we've talked about on the show, and we do so regularly, I don't have air conditioning in my house. Yeah. Neither do my friends the halls. No. Yesterday, <laughs> we're about ready to eat dinner. Yeah. It was maybe 5.30, 6 o'clock. And uh, I looked at my thermostat in the dining room. Mm. It was 92 degrees in my dining room. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It was a low point. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, wait a second. I was at a pool party yesterday. Yeah. And no, we're sitting around the pool okay. at one point, and so we had this conversation about air conditioning. People, people were incredulous, incredulous that we did not have air conditioning. Mm-hmm. They were. They looked at we're, me like I was your family from Mars. and my
3: family we're a bunch of freaks. <laughs> like, There's, I mean, when people go by our neighborhood to walk their dogs, yeah. we have a great neighborhood for dog walking. Everybody. Wave says hi, whatever, mm. because we're the only people outside <laughs> in the whole neighborhood. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, yeah. so you had a nice fourth. You were oh. you were at a, like an exotic pool party.
2: I was at Because well, you
3: had a good invitation yesterday. I sure did.
2: My cousins had a, a pool. They've got a fabulous pool. And it, there was a lot of kids there. And just a, a really good time. A lot of good food. A lot of great conversation. Good for you. Excellent. Yeah, until we went to go see the fireworks. And the fireworks... I mean, they still had the fireworks. But, but you
3: were going downtown? Uh,
2: no, we were going to go up to um, uh, Edgewood Country Club up in Churchill, which is very nice. They let you sit on the golf course. And I mean, it was just pouring, pouring, oh, pouring. Yeah. The thunder, the lightning. Mm-hmm. So I said, we're not going to go. You know, we're driving back from my cousin's house and we got home and my youngest was like, well, can I go? I'll just go. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. He sat in the car and watched them through the windshield. Hmm, great. It's fine.
3: I sat on my sofa and watched them outside my front door. Uh, oh, did yeah. you? We I don't just sat sh- on the front porch. I'm and not just sure heard... where they were. They were, bang, but there bang. were a lot of nice ones. that I was able to see right where from my from, right from my sofa. So somewhere in the North Hills, they were setting off nice fireworks.
2: Is there anything sadder than watching fireworks on TV? No.
3: no. Other than seeing someone's pictures of the Grand Canyon.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Similarly, you can't possibly capture <laughs> either really one. just no. you just you can't do it. Yeah. Now, so you went to a pool party, Mike. You said you had. Options. I did. For the 4th of July. I did. I
5: was going to go to uh, my friend's office, which overlooks PNC uh, Park's first baseline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my wife was like, We are not driving downtown. Absolutely not. We are not driving downtown. Okay. Oh, all right. So I said, All right. All right. So yeah. we spent it at my uncle's house and we okay. swam in a very, very hot pool. Mm-hmm. It was hot? It was a hot pool. Why was he, it hot? He had his heater on. <laughs> the night before wow that it was not needed yesterday so no, it? it was, no. so no, it was no. like jumping into a bathtub yeah it wasn't even somewhat refreshing but
2: isn't that right for algae The the warm water be like a little green yeah plowed. i don't
5: think you need to take I'm the step algae. Algae. i mean we weren't I swimming mean, in like, like algae yeah, water, you're like there are a few like, steps between mike's uncle's pool know. and algae <laughs> but it was nice we uh my wow
2: my apologies to the duffy family i didn't mean to cast aspersions i'm just saying you know warm water
5: it's yeah. nice. We, we you know, we did the whole firework thing Yeah. in the still I I love shooting off fireworks. I don't oh, think me too. I'll ever get sick of that.
2: They're expensive though, aren't they?
5: You know what they are and yeah. they don't make them like they used to. Oh, oh listen to you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Here's Mike. at the ripe age of 31. Oh yeah, back when I was a boy in Seriously? 1997. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Those my tanks brother, aren't the same. My brother and I used to get in like <laughs> bottle rocket wars. We'd shoot them off at each other.
2: You ever hold them in your hand and go, "Oh yeah, how oh, dangerous!" Oh, that that's is. a horrible oh, yeah. idea. No, we do all the it? time. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. How about you know, oh, when fun. we we used to drive out? You, have, you would have to go to like Ohio or West Virginia to get fireworks. Yeah. Now you can buy them in Pennsylvania. They're Within legal.
5: Eighteen percent sales tax, though.
2: What? I didn't know that. It's terrible. Eighteen percent sales tax. Something like that. That's the state legislature. I'm doing a good job.
5: Hey. It's
3: all. And by the way, I'm just changing the subject only because you, because you were at a pool party, you yeah. had options, and yeah. I had nothing. I had no invitations. No, not Sorry, at all. Kath. It's okay. I had my own party. What Alone did you end up doing? again? I had we. I had my own party. I put my new grill together. Yeah. Okay, I, I did My husband did. Yeah. My husband put my new grill I'm together. Sure, help. He. I. I did help, but not a lot. No. And uh, but I did cook all the food on the grill. Yeah. And uh, we had some. We had a friend over. It was good.
2: Well, you're vegetarian, so what did you have uh, as far as burgers and dogs? We had
3: salmon burgers. Oh, okay. Oh, not yeah. We're not. We're not. Veg- we're pescatarians, which means that Pesca. we eat the we eat the fish. We mm-hmm. love the fish, and we're not vegetarians because we're trying to save the world. We're just vegetarians because my husband. Well, I don't need eat the meat.
2: explanation. I'm just saying. I'm just trying <laughs> okay. to. Say, I
3: always want to say that because okay. we were like, oh, great, no, she's no, that fine. kind. It, it, she's going to start preaching about like the evils of like whatever. Do
2: you have a uh, what would what would replace? Is it like a fish version of bacon?
3: <laughs> There's no version <laughs> of anything that's like bacon. Exactly. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing could possibly replace bacon. No. Who are we kidding? No. <clears throat>
2: Sorry, I what was happens? choking all of a sudden. You have a lightning bug in your throat. Well, it's
3: because today's National Graham Cracker Day.
2: <laughs> oh, Graham Crackers. Did you
3: did you pull up all the Graham Cracker songs, Mike? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, there aren't any about, of those. Well, no. you
2: can play songs by Graham Nash? No,
3: no, listen. I want to tell you, because this is interesting. There's that there's faith connection. Okay, I'm putting faith in air quotes. Because the Graham Cracker was invented in 1829- By Sylvester Graham, who was, wait for it,
2: a Presbyterian minister. Oh, now we're claiming, we are claiming the graham cracker. That is right. Was it a tool for evangelism?
3: No, it's even better than that. These crackers were designed as a health food because Reverend Graham believed these honey-sweetened wafers, are you ready, Hmm. would suppress unhealthy carnal urges.
2: A what? The graham cracker? That's why they're so popular. They give them to the kids in kindergarten. <laughs> what the heck is that all about? They're
3: trying to suppress unhealthy carnal urges. Really? Seriously, that is why he invented graham crackers.
2: Huh? What is a graham cracker made out of? I
3: don't know. It has honey in it because they're called honey grams, right? Oh yeah, it's probably sure. all wheat.
2: Yeah. Don't Mike can't? Oh, have Mike
3: one. says that just because he's he trying cranky. to he's trying to be gluten. free. I, I always
5: have to buy the gluten free graham, mm. graham crackers. Because uh, is there such definitely. a thing?
3: Yeah, oh yeah, they're really good too. Really? Um, now, now Mike, you've never been tested, up, John. You've never been tested for gluten intolerance, have you, Mike? Yes, I have actually. Oh, have you? Yeah. Have you been tested for intolerance? Yeah. No, because, <laughs> general because intolerance? Clearly you'll just
2: general intolerance. It's a there.
3: separate test. Yeah. Okay, so you were determined to be gluten intolerant? Um
2: uh-huh. <laughs> There's no I, wiggle. Here's the problem. When someone says, you know, they uh, they're like almost like the real thing or like they're really good, you know they're not. Right,
5: You're, they're here not good. Go. I got the ingredients right here. Okay. Unbleached Enriched flour. Okay. Wheat flour. Enriched. Okay. All flour is enriched. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, reduced iron. Okay. Um, pr- I don't know how to pronounce it. Thiamine or thiamine? Yeah, thiamine. I thiamine? don't know. Thiamine. Yeah. What is that? Thiamine, thiamine. Mo- monitrate. Yes, uh, thank that you. That wasn't in the original. Niacin. Niacin. Okay. Um, they're
3: fortified with all this stuff.
5: Grain wheat flour, sugar, soybean oil, honey. Um, sugar, soybean oil. Okay. Calcium, phosphate, salt. Okay, so, there's. Yeah. Okay, so it.
3: basically yeah. it's flour, salt, and sugar basically. with some soybean oil, and then it's fortified with vitamins so you don't feel badly eating it. And it's yummy. Okay. Okay, that's what it is. Do you the feel better cracker, knowing no, what that is? It doesn't really
2: matter. All right.
3: No. Anyway, it's National Graham Cracker Day. I love right. a graham cracker, and I wish I had one. I haven't had
2: one for a long time. I haven't
5: either, but I like them a lot.
2: I like graham crackers like, with a little smidge of butter. <laughs>
5: What? Yeah, that's delicious. No. What? So you gotta put no. a chocolate and a marshmallow on that thing. Oh, see, what? I don't like s'mores. Sm- I'm
2: not what? a big fan. No, of s'mores I don't like either. those. I, mean, I think not. that is that's way overrated. Over... Yeah,
5: me no, it's too. not. It is. Oh, it no, it's is.
2: Not. I, I, you know, I don't mind like the marshmallow by itself, yeah. and then like a but, little bite of chocolate. But you
3: mix that in there. What's nah, the point it's of all, all that? Thick no, and gooey I don't want that. Super,
2: it's... super sweet. So no, good. Forget that stuff. I love it.
3: I don't want that. You know what's really good for those of you like me who like the sweet and salty thing is you you do the marshmallow as it is and it's all gooey. And you transfer it from your stick or whatever it is you're using onto a pretzel rod.
4: Oh. So it's like a sweet and salty thing. That's
3: very delicious. And it gets kind of goopy and it kind Uh of like, yeah. Okay, mm, I would do that. Sounds good. Yeah. That's That's my recommendation for you
2: today. Very nice. Aren't you
3: glad that I'm here?
2: Thank you so much. Happy
3: National Graham Cracker Day. Thank you, Mike, to you as well.
2: Okay. How's the show today?
3: It's looking good. We're going to talk to Bill Glaze next, Bethany Baptist Church, Homewood, because he says there's a lion in the streets. 101.5
6: WORD Dr. Michael Youssef Listen,
7: I am convinced that if we ever get the chance to peek into Satan's strategy papers we're going to find that on top of his list he wants Christians to keep them busy, busy not staying with the book that only book that can keep them from sin Dig deeper into this on Leading the Way. Tomorrow
8: morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Message and data rates may apply. Texting enrolls for recurring text messages. (sighs) (sighs) Nice game. Man, you're really playing hard today. Yeah, shows what a great night's sleep will do. You know, since I started using Z-Quiet for my snoring, there's no more waking up getting elbowed and no more moving to the couch in the middle of the night. for the first time in years, the snoring's gone, and my wife and I both wake up feeling great. It's amazing, so easy to use, and it worked the very first night. I'm Dan Webster, co-founder of Z-Quiet. For years, I was off my game due to snoring. My wife, Trina, and I were desperate for a solution, and we found it with Z-Quiet. There's nothing better than waking up feeling rested, happy, and best of all, in the same bed. So if you're ready to score extra points in the bedroom, get Z-Quiet.
0: ZQuiet fits both men and women and right now you can try it risk free for a full 30 days for just $9.95. Just text SLEEP to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com. Text SLEEP. To 246810 or go to getzquiet.com.
9: Life doesn't stop on the weekends, and neither do you. So we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory, and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit OriginalMattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no
6: bull. When you're a kid, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just your size, treats to tickle your taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch your heart. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soak Zone, because you love to see them smile save up to $18 on select days when you buy online at Idlewild.com The
8: economy is growing
6: businesses are
8: hiring and Americans are feeling good about their future opportunities. Looking to upgrade your career? Word FM hosts an online virtual job fair 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, every day of the year Keyword virtual at wordfm.com now to find our newest employment opportunities from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Sponsored by Express Employment Professionals of robinson township the virtual job
2: fair at wordfm.com there's a lion in the streets pastor bill Glaze is with us from bethany baptist church anchored in jesus which is bill's show heard monday through friday at 7 p.m here on 101.5 word fm bill happy fourth of july to you how are you sir
4: Oh, I'm doing good. I,
10: I just have a question for you and Kathy. I want to know what your scriptural foundation is for not having an
4: air conditioner. Mm. <laughs> oh, so, I'm gee, that, I, w- I
3: wish you would have given me a little yeah. time because I could have come up with something good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, I could have. <laughs> it might have been heretical, but it might have been funny, too. Uh, yeah, we're just we're trying to, um, you know what? We're trying to gain uh, jewels in our crown in the next life.
2: Mm-hmm. By suffering your okay. more. <laughs> yeah 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 I'm actually in our house we're trying to simulate hell seriously oh bill. You,
10: you you know that's that's the place that you're not going right no
2: i I don't want to be there i I've got a good taste of it here during the during the local heat wave,
3: oh my gosh, all right, so Benjamin Franklin said that he that is good at making excuses is seldom good for anything else. what do you say, bill?
10: Well, I, I said he was right on point there, and Solomon kind of reinforced that whole concept in Proverbs chapter 26 in, in verse 13 because he talked about a line. He said that the slothful man say if there's a line in the streets. And the reason that he, he says that there's a line in the streets is because it becomes an excuse uh, for him not to do the things that he's supposed to do. So Benjamin Franklin was uh, right on line with Solomon there because... Uh, you know that slothful man that uh, sits in his house and, and looks at the lion. You know is not going to do anything. And, and uh, you know I think that Solomon was was using that lion analogy in in a couple ways. You know, one uh, that there could have been an actual lion out there, and you know the lion is intimidating people from going out in the streets. But I think Solomon was taking it to another level and, and just talking about that the whole perception that there's a lion that this uh, slothful individual you know, has gotten into this routine of making excuses. So, you know, he just comes up and you know, somebody asks him to do something and the first thing that he comes up with, oh well there's a line out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and not not even sure if the line is on his street or in his neighborhood But, you know, there's a line out there somewhere. So, you know, he's not going to venture out and do the things that he needs
2: to do. So an excuse in many ways, Bill, is it's obviously it's a a lie, but it's a a way to sort of cover ourselves, to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. You know, you ask me to help you move, and I'd rather not do that, or I'm lazy, or, you know, I just – whatever. And so I'm going to come up with five or six other reasons. Hey, Bill, my bad – I get a bad back, or hey, Bill, you know – uh, my wife and I were doing something else, but I, I should just be honest with you because it's, right. it's the best thing to do.
10: Right? Yeah, and and you know sometimes uh, excuses are just smoke screens, you know, to, to hide you know other issues that that's going on in our lives. You know, for instance, the slothful man, you know, he used the the line in the street, you know, for his his slothfulness. So he needed to be dealing with the fact that you know he was slothful, you know, uh, as far as you know what the scriptures had to say, you know, in those areas. And so, you know, even sometimes we as Christians, you know, we can use excuses for not spending time with God. You know, we can use excuses for not prayer, for for not praying, for not giving like we should. You know, there, you know, we can come up with all of these excuses, but you know, they are just smoke screens, you know, for the fact that we are being disobedient uh, to the Word of God.
4: Mm-hmm. And, you
10: know, so I, I think, you know, a lot of times we need to go beyond uh, the excuse and, and just realize, you know, what, what is it that we are avoid doing? You know, I thought it was interesting that they uh, did an um, a, a article from this insurance company, and they gave explanations of why people, you know, that, get, that they gave for being in an accident— and you know I, i'll just give you 3 of them there was about 15 of them but uh, one of them was the guy said he the, the other guy was all over the road and i had to swerve a no, number of times to keep from hitting him and then another guy said a uh, pedestrian hit me and went under my car uh and then the, another guy said well I, I didn't think the speed limit applied after midnight uh so you know we you know you know we're good at we're good at making excuses and you know, it, it, sometimes it's, it's the natural tendency, like you said, John, if, if somebody asks us to do something, that, you know, instead of being honest, you know, we, we come off because we don't want to look bad, you know, that we come off with with an excuse to, to kind of, you know, uh, give why we don't want to do a certain thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, what about you, Bill? I- you grew up as an athlete here in Pittsburgh. I mean, are, so you were playing on teams, you were going to practices, you were probably careful about how you ate and how you worked out, and all those sorts of things. Do those j- just life things about learning how to be responsible? Were those things built in you from when you were a kid?
10: Yeah, I, I would say that they were, and especially you know, like you said, being an athlete, that you know, you had to, to have a certain discipline, and when you had that discipline. You know, I, I I thought it was interesting. You know, when I was uh, growing, you know, playing football in the in the fall, you know, you know if you wouldn't got got a drink of water, you know, they would tell you, hey, get away from that water. You know, you you know, you're soft and, and all that. And, and now today, it's been proven that they want these kids to drink all the water that they can. Uh, you know, and so you you know you look at things like that and, and just growing up. And and that was a certain form of discipline. You know, we might call that abuse today. But uh, you know, that was a certain form of discipline. That, that gave you that that toughness. And so I think that there's a that there's a innate uh, you know uh, ability to to have discipline. You know, when you when you are part of a sports team or something of that nature, that that uh, you know maybe cuts down on some mm-hmm. of your excuses.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I always admire people who have great discipline, right? I mean, it's, it's certainly a skill and a tool, and it's something that's garnered over time. I mean, Kathy's husband, he is a, he's Mr. discipline in my eyes.
3: Oh, my gosh. Uh, and there's something it's about really it. It's really hard to live with him, Bill, I'll be honest I'm with sure you. It, it just is, makes yeah. me feel badly about myself all the time.
10: Well, well, he probably makes a few excuses for things. Too, he right?
3: never makes an excuse for. He no. literally. He's a I, I, guy. I don't think I've ever heard him make an excuse for anything in the 25 years I've known him. Mm-hmm. I, he never has. But he gets up early in the morning. He does the same exercise routine. He's when done he's, it.
2: His, when he has the flu.
3: Right. I mean, he does it. He's doing his yoga. He's doing <laughs> wow. his devotions. I mean, he's got a yoga devotions, workout, shower done before I, you know, figuring out what day it is. <laughs> well. <Wow.
10: laughs> Yeah, that's, that that he, he ought to put that in a a bottle and sell it, you yeah, know. Tell but, me about like, it. I'd be the
3: first one to need it. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but but what is that bill? You know, I mean, we everybody knows. If you're if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you know that your prayer life is important and it's good for you. You know that your morning devotional, devotionals right equally so. And after, we, after it's all said and done, you've done your prayers, you've done your morning devotion or whatever, you kind of go, I felt good. I'm glad I had that. That was really helpful for me, you know. That gave me wisdom and strength and guidance, it showed me the you know the face of Christ in my life as I started my day. But we'll wiggle, we we'll just kind of wiggle back and forth, and we'll go through all these machinations just to avoid it. I don't understand why I do that. I don't. I don't get myself like that.
10: Right. And, and you know, if you, if you look at the word disciple of Christ, you know, what's at the root of that word disciple is discipline, and and so you know, I, I, it's, it becomes very easy. To allow other things to crowd out, you know, those times that we have with God. If you know, if we, you know, if we don't, almost make them like an appointment to say, you know, just like I'm, I'm going to meet John at twelve o'clock for lunch. You know, that I'm going to meet God, and, and this sounds like what Kathy's husband does. You know, I'm, I'm going to meet God. You know, every day at a certain time, and you know, that's 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 my appointment. I'm not going to let anything break it. I'm going to have that discipline. But yet, still, you know, we start having excuses. I know for me, an excuse sometimes, and I, I say this shamedly, is that, you know, I want to see what the weather is. So, you know, sometimes instead of getting up and, you know, having spending time with God, you know, I'm trying to see, was well, it going to be raining today? Is, mm-hmm. is, is the sun going to be shining? And so, you know, you almost use that as an excuse to, you know, not, not spend that time
2: with the Lord. Yeah, I don't get it.
3: Well, plus it's easy when you get out of bed. I don't know if you're like this, Bill, but I know John and I struggle with the same thing, which is that the first thing we do is look at our phone. And that's like the black hole, yeah, isn't it? because yeah. I'll spend twenty right. minutes doing yeah. that, right. and then I'll
2: go. Hold on, oh, I got to say right. my prayers, Ex- and I'll give God three minutes. Right,
3: exactly. After I've right. been on Twitter for twenty five.
2: Right, right. Kevin helps so, us. So
10: I mean, as, as as we do those things, you know, it, and for some of us, you know, like that's the the line of work that you're in. So you you know you need to stay on top of you know uh, what's going on. But you know, on the other hand, you know, if it's uh, causing us to you know not spend that time with God, then it also be- becomes like a substitute you know for us to use as an excuse. Well, you know that you know I've I've got to be on top of things. You know, I've got to know this. I've got to know that, and and so we use that as a, a a way to take us away from the things that God would have us to do. Mm-hmm. You know now you know one thing I find out too is is that a lot of people you know like to blame like Adam did. You know if you look when after they fell in the garden you know, that God came to Adam, and the first thing that Adam did, you know, he blamed his wife, and then the, what his wife did, she blamed the devil. And so, you know, I find that, you know, we fall into that bag a lot today. You know, we blame the devil for, you know, things that we, we don't do. Oh, man, the devil caused me to do this, so I couldn't spend time with God, or the devil robbed me of this. And you know, I think we give the devil too much credit.
3: Hmm. Why? Well, when it's really us.
10: Right, exactly. Yeah, it's
3: really our fallen nature.
2: Yeah. Got it. Okay. That's good, Bill. Hey Bill, um, talk to us about Bethany. Uh, How how are things for the summertime? What are you guys doing?
10: Oh man, we have an excellent summer camp going on right now. Uh, You know, we've we've got uh, a lot of kids, and you know, they've got activities planned. You know, for the kids, and it's just uh, you know, we've got about half the kids from our church, and then some of the community uh, youth that are that are coming, and it's uh, just a blessing to see you know the life, uh, the church full of life. You know, during the week, so that's. uh, uh, during the day so that's a blessing
2: that is a blessing well bill thanks an awful lot we always appreciate your time mm-hmm. here with us uh we'd stay we'd say to you stay cool but we know that you already are
10: oh i was gonna say if you want me to i could take up an offering at our church for <laughs>
3: no we just john and i just want you to invite us for dinner because
2: <laughs>
4: <Okay. laughs>
10: i'm
2: You're
4: tired good, of cooking in my hot kitchen i gotta tell
2: you uh, bill thanks an awful lot bill always a pleasure
10: Oh, right, you guys have a great day thanks
2: man Bill Glaze, uh, Anchored in Jesus, Monday through Friday here on Word FM, Bethany Baptist Church. Information about Bill, uh, wordfm.com.
11: five thirty thirty That's eight hundred seven zero five thirty thirty. 705 3030 705 3030 Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available
8: in all states. You're a do-it-yourselfer. A backyard shed for your extra stuff? How hard could it be? Until you realize that basic package from the home store doesn't include the shingles. Or the paint, the floors, the ventilation. There's even a charge to cut the lumber. At Yoder's Backyard Structures, you get all that, plus on-site consultation. A structure built to last, delivered fully assembled and placed free, ready to use with a 10-year warranty. So you can do it yourself or do it with Yoder's. YodersBackyard.com.
2: At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies, Protect your vehicle spray-on bedliners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us extremetruck.net. If you had to replace everything in
8: your fridge today, how much would it cost? For a restaurant or church, that could mean thousands in lost product and downtime. That's when you call Ventech Refrigeration. When your walk-in goes down, Ventec can be there in less than two hours with portable units to save valuable product, and they'll even move it for you while repairs are made, with flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Keep your cool with Ventech Refrigeration. 412-793-0661. Isn't crushing candy just boring? Play the hit puzzle game Best Fiends. It's sweeping the nation. Tired of matching candies? Give Best Fiends a try. It's fun, fresh, and addictive whether you play alone or with friends and family. Download Best Fiends for free in the App Store or Google Play. That's Friends Without the R, Best Fiends.
12: Flash flood watch is in effect through this evening. We'll see a couple of showers and a heavier thunderstorm in the area tonight, low 66. Tomorrow, morning clouds and a stray shower will give way to sunshine, breezy and less humid, high 79. Clear and cooler tomorrow night, low 54. Then beautiful Saturday with plenty of sunshine, high 77 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Song in
4: history.
2: I love it so much. Some Bill Withers.
3: Bill Withers yesterday, turning 80 years old.
2: Oh, that's hard to believe, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? I love Bill Withers. I, that I is, mean, is one of
3: my favorite yeah. all-time songs. I think if I did a top ten, that'd be on it. I think that'd be in it. It's just so great. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a lovely day. Yep,
2: it's happy. It's sweet. Wonderful. Upbeat. Bill yeah. Withers.
3: I mean, I think he had basically like three hits. I want to see, three that I can think of. That's about it. He was so fabulous. Yeah. Uh,
2: what's another song?
3: Uh, Use me.
2: Oh, which I love. Yeah, yeah. Mike, could you find that? Yeah. Uh, that is one of the great beginnings. To me, that's all oh, that. So does this? That's a little yeah. funk beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, just three hits.
3: Yeah. He also sang. Uh, he sang a song with Grover Washington. Oh yeah, Grover Washington Junior.
2: Yeah. Uh, there, there you go. go.
4: Woo.
13: My friend is there appointed to gay. They and
2: that's, keep
14: that's, trying to tell
2: me that's yeah. got a happy sound too.
3: Now, Mike, you, you know, Bill do
2: Um from
5: movies
3: Okay But not not from You wouldn't know his name But you know these songs Yes right? okay. I do know these songs I yeah. love that song Oh That's isn't that a great, a great song, song? That's
2: I mean oh my god! What year Any idea what year that would be
5: uh, I don't know Mike Is you that, know that early 70s Or late 1972 There you go Wow mm. Wow um,
3: How about um, Just the Two of Us Is the song he did With Grover Washington Just
2: the oh, Two Oh sure of us. That was a big hit That was
3: a huge hit Yeah That was a huge hit I think that was his last hit
2: Hmm. Well, I want to say That was probably mid-80s
3: Hmm. Probably yeah. yeah Maybe even late 80s Just the two of us yeah. You
2: got that, Mike? Can you play What do you got there?
3: Just the two of us 19- 19 Wow 1980 mm-hmm. Wow I was really? off on that and I thought it was since. later than that nothing since. I don't think so Oh
2: Oh, that's it, yeah Uh-huh
3: I mean, they're all good, aren't they? All good.
2: Yeah, but this has a distinctly '80s vibe to it.
13: Yeah, because it has a stupid keyboard mm-hmm. sound. I see the crystal raindrops fall, and the beauty of it all is
2: when the sun comes shining.
3: He also did "Ain't No Sunshine" when she's gone. Oh. <laughs> I know.
2: Oh, that's the song. What a catalog! Mike, play that. Can you, I'm sorry, we're keeping you busy here. Ain't no sunshine. I mean, that to me, that's like the definitive. Mm-hmm. Why well, I could say uh, that? How about the are you going <laughs> to say that? I don't think you can. This say is it. kind of a minor song for me. It's fine, but it's not.
3: No, it's a good song. It's fine. It is, but the other. I mean, I think the '70s
2: stuff is yeah, better. Yeah. I really do. ain't no sunshine. I mean, to that's like that's like crushing. Ain't
13: no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Wonder this time where she's gone
2: Wonder if she's gone it could be much simpler No The arrangement's so
3: That's Ain't just no in there He's just That's just in him
2: Wow. Bill Withers. Happy birthday. Yeah. 80 years. 80 years old. Right. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break, come back. We're going to talk about uh, an epidemic loneliness. Stick around for that. 101.1
8: you may have heard that the Bible teaches that a woman's focus should be on her home. But what exactly does that mean? What does God expect from women? And for that matter, what expectations does God have for men at home and at work? Consider that as John MacArthur takes a biblical look at revolutionary living in a dark culture on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD.
2: You think you're getting a price hold, but really you're signing up for Windows. And if you don't cancel within three days, you're obligated to that contract.
8: Energy Swing Windows, Donny Dara on the length some companies will go to get your business. What some
2: salesmen from national companies are doing is they're getting homeowners to sign something that says they're going to hold your price for 30 days but what they're really signing is a contract that says
10: you only have three days to cancel and they don't tell you that. It's a trick
0: and people are really getting ripped off by this. We don't pressure people at Energy Swing. There's not
2: fine print at all what you see is what you get. That's why we won the Better Business Bureau Torch Award three years in a row. That's why we just, in in Western Pennsylvania, won the best of the best on our website. There's actually a video that shows why we were voted as that. When you do the right things right, you're recognized
8: for that. Energy Swing, best of the best. Right now, Word FM listeners get an exclusive 5% off over and above any current offers on windows and doors. Visit EnergySwingWindows.com.
4: Marley
3: Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. This is Kathy Emmons. Many of you know or have worked with our friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial, and you know they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now, they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation, with typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, and even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, or even Johns Hopkins. Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or W-2 or 1099 subcontractors without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Call Marley Financial now 724-884-1496 That's 724-884-1496 and find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com
1: It's a struggle doing life alone. So why not join us at Impact Christian Church? Impact is a group of imperfect people seeking to let God love us and love others through us. Your kids will love our high-energy ministries geared to their needs. Our upbeat, positive services and practical teaching will encourage and help you, and you'll find true significance as you join us in striving to make a difference in the lives of others. For more information, visit us at ImpactPittsburgh.com. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half
8: off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Like today, from local farmers to local leaders, Fellowship Foods delivers local, sustainable groceries right to your doorstep. Now get $100 worth of fresh veggies, fruits, meat, eggs, coffee, cheese, and more from 75 local area farms for just 50 bucks. It doesn't get fresher than Fellowship Foods. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping.
2: The summer edition of Comment Magazine is out. Social isolation is the focus. Brian Dykema is with us. Brian is the Program Director at Work and Economics at Cardis, Senior Editor with Comment Magazine. It's a magazine that we love. Uh, And Brian's here to talk to us about a, a piece that he wrote called All the Lonely Workers, Why the Social Dimension of Work is More Important Than Ever. Brian, welcome back. How are you?
14: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm great. Excellent. So, Brian,
3: we've talked a lot about loneliness. Um, we've talked about it, you know, it was, what, two or three months ago maybe that the um, the government of the UK decided to establish a minister of loneliness yes, yes. Um, because mm-hmm. they realized that it's an epidemic in their country. Yep. Um, yep. And we can look at it all sorts of different ways. Um, and every time you're here, you know, you're an economist. You, you know, run kind of an erudite magazine. So we always talk about heady stuff. But I want to get to the job you had when you were laying sod. <laughs>
14: One of still one of the best jobs I've ever had. Yeah.
3: Okay. So, so again, you're, you're working as, as an economist now, um, you run a magazine, but you think looking back that your favorite job, the best job you had is when you were laying sod. So first of all, how long did you do that?
14: Uh, I did it for three, uh, three summers. And I, when I say summers, they were pretty long summers. I did it into the fall and in the spring as well. So about, about three years worth of, of time there, a lot of hours, a lot, a lot, a lot of sod. Many, many, many many, <laughs> many, many rolls of sod.
3: <laughs> okay. And what made, looking back on it, the job so good?
14: Well, you know, I, I was I was reflecting on that. There, there were a bunch of things that made it so good. So, first of all, I think the first the first thing that that came to my mind was that it was it was good work. Um, you know, we we often you know when you're laying sod, it's it's not a clean job, right? It's kind of dirty. It's yeah. hot. Uh, you know, it's it's blazing hot here. I don't know what it's like in Pittsburgh, but it's
2: blazing yeah, hot. It is as well.
14: Yeah, and and we would work outside in that. So right, it's the type of job that your mom would say, you know, you know, you don't want to do this for the rest of your life. Um, <laughs> but but the fact is, we we thought of ourselves as doing good work, and it was something that you could see with your own eyes. So what mm-hmm. would happen was we would come in the morning to a field that was brown, that really looked like a desert, no growth. It just was graded graded dirt. And by the end of the day, we would leave a sort of lush green plush carpet. Uh, and something, there's something very, very satisfying about about um, uh, you know bringing life to something that where there was no life, and so we we actually kind of had a joke. We called ourselves reverse locusts. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, like, the cool. locusts they sort of the biblical plague. We thought of our our work as a sort of reversal of that plague. And, and you know, I don't know if anyone's reading Isaiah 35 tonight. If they're going through devotions, mm. look through that and sort of—that's kind of what we thought are uh, not thought we actually you know a bunch of us were, were a bunch of christian guys yeah, young guys from school working together and that's how we saw our job so there was really really good work uh, mm. that was the sort of primary uh, element to it
2: yeah what about the wits who would scream green side up
14: oh don't even get me started <laughs> this, this, is a, this is the this the type <laughs> i am not a violent man i'm not prone to violence but those were times when it's 35 degrees outside and somebody yells from their air-conditioned Lexus green side up. That's when you that's when you can feel the darkness come over you. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. That's just wrong. That's it really right. is. It,
3: it's the devil on your one shoulder <laughs> that's taking exactly over, right. right?
14: Exactly right.
3: Okay, Brian, you wrote in your article quote When we were done, we could look back and imagine that the land we'd worked would be glad and rejoice to have been covered with living grass, even, and sometimes especially, if it was an industrial park that appeared so much like a desert otherwise
14: yeah absolutely that that is that's exactly what it was like and what's interesting was and this sort of ties in with some of the other stuff I was talking about many of the places we were working were industrial they were they're actually quite lonely places i don 't know we we tend to in our city planning these days separate work from life um, you'll you 'll often see uh industrial parks right where many people will go they'll drive in and they'll work but there's not much life there it's it's you go in you get the job done you get the heck out and there's not a lot of sort of life culture going around there that would be other than that that type of work so in many ways they were sort of desolate lonely places mm. and we we thought of our work as bringing a, a little bit of life a little bit of color and a little bit of you know sort of nature back to back to these spots yeah so i know a lot of people give grass a hard time but it's (laughs) better than concrete
2: so within that there was this crew of guys you worked with and so this crew there was a like a a, you know esprit de corps or a a team Mm -hmm. spirit or a solidarity and and you talk about in your piece that for many people that's what's lacking in the importance of their job
14: that's right that's exactly right and i think there are a couple of things that contributed to that i think the First is we we all expected each other to work hard, right? A lot of people, you know, uh, we'll get into the union stuff maybe a little bit later, but a lot of people equate unions with sort of protecting the lazy workers. But in our our case, our our sort of union, our solidarity amongst uh, our group came from the fact that we all worked our butts off. And we all expected everyone to work their butts off. And and that, I think, was, you know, so I think hard good work is important, but hard work is important. The fact that your work matters enough for you to give it a good effort, I think that's another huge part. We were well paid. Uh, our boss uh, paid us well. We were treated well. These are important things. And I think what's interesting about this and what I think contributed to our understanding that we were, not just workers being used as tools, but we were actually part of a broader community. Was the fact that our our boss was was quite open with his business model. We knew we knew what he was making. He was making a lot of money. We were making good money, um, but we had a sort of sense that this was a sort of communal effort. And and our bosses, the way he worked with us and the way he worked with his community. It felt like we were actually building a community together, rather than just building up a person's ego. And I think that was a real uh, contributor to that that sense of solidarity as well.
3: Now, you weren't unionized, but you still had this degree of solidarity. Now, how did how was that created?
14: Yeah, I think I think it comes from uh, a variety of things. One is that there was a um, there was not a lot of distance, quite frankly, between the worker and the boss. It, there was a real sense in which um you know in many cases the boss would be uh working with us uh, putting putting the grass down and so on um he would talk to everyone and i think this is true even in major corporations i I've, there's there's a lot of work being done on the way a ceo will interact with his uh, or her uh, workers and there's a sense in which the 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 presence of both those who had authority and those who did not and the sort of sense that they were in it together was a a key a key bit mm-hmm. but i think the sort of yeah, sorry. Go ahead.
4: Well, I
3: was just thinking about about that that solidarity also that you talk about in recognizing that your owner was working as hard as you were. Absolutely. That there was like a shoulder to shoulder element there.
14: Yeah, absolutely. And it was it was essentially it was this this uh, you, you sort of mentioned the esprit de corps. It was we were all pulling hard in the same direction, and and there's just that's almost an intangible uh, thing. Yeah. Um But it but it it was very much clear, and I think. The way that sort of came about is we would have a tradition of, um, you know, we'd work hard and we'd break and then we'd work hard, but we really got a sense that our boss um, valued us as human beings. They would You know, we talked about life, we'd talk about spiritual questions, we would talk about, you know, politics, we'd talk about the whole thing, and in a sense... um, the embodiment what what they were doing there what we were all doing was embodying something that the christian social tradition has said for a long time and that which is that the source of the dignity of work is not just the work that it's good although that's important but that the source of the dignity is to be found in the person who's doing the work so that you, you all of a sudden then have a chance to realize that even if you 're waiting tables or cleaning toilets or in this case doing the dirty work of laying grass on a dump, which is why you know we did that at one point there, it it was it was human and and I think that was there was a recognition that we were human, that we were made in the image of God, and we were worthy of of respect. Um, that, I think, is at the uh, at the heart of it.
2: Nice. Brian Dykema is with us. Brian is the senior editor of Comment Magazine. The summer edition of Comment is out. It's a magazine we absolutely love. We'll post information about Comment Magazine on our Facebook page. So, Brian, um, in your piece, All the Lonely Workers, Why the Social Dimensions of Work is More Important Than Ever, you bring up the idea of unions. And, and, and now, I don't know about you. You're in Canada. And mm-hmm. here in the United States, I would say for the last couple of decades or, or so, uh, unions have gotten themselves a, a black eye for, for various numbers of reasons. And, uh, you know, I belonged at one point in my life to three different unions. And so I, I wonder about that, about how do unions and the esprit de corps and social is- isolation and the nature and quality of doing good work, how does that all intertwine?
14: Yeah, I mean the the union issue is a huge one in the states, and there there's just actually a decision uh last week the uh, Janus versus Ask Me, right. the, uh, um, which was a major decision, mm-hmm. and in some sense it's going to continue a trend which is which has been going on for a long time, and which I've done a lot of sort of in my non-comment side of my job, done a lot of working and thinking on, and that's that there's been a decline in unions. Um, and there's a variety of reasons for that, one of which I think is connected. We, we do not have the same sense of, uh, of community. Uh, and I think many of us these days think of our workplaces individually. I, one of the lines I said was, um, you know, we think of it more in terms of uh, individual contracts and less as a, as a sort of pilgrimage together. Um and that's true uh but i think the unions themselves have contributed to this and this is Definitely. um one of the things that i've i've long said about unions which i as a christian i actually think our traditions uh, you know i'm a reformed christian and i think there's a long tradition of, of of workers organizations and so on um but i think in in the united states and in canada quite frankly the union movement has moved itself in a transactional uh way so in in some sense it has adopted the language of um, of the the very business that it's supposed to be working uh, to to maintain justice in, and they've just sort of done it in a transactional way, when really solidarity comes from um, the very things that we've just talked about, good work, the hard work, mm-hmm. and and not just saying we're going to get an extra an extra buck this time, right? right. And there's there's been a real sense that they've relied on on government privileges uh and invested in that you you can see that they've invested heavily millions and millions and millions of dollars into politics and fewer dollars into into frontline working and so i think um you know the the sort of thing that i'm reading through even as this janus decision is that um this is actually good for unions. They, they sort, of, sort of said, we have to get back to what is it that we bring to the workplace. Exactly, and, right. and, and solidarity is what they should be bringing. That's where their power comes from.
3: Right. And the essence I, I, you know, of that decision or the circumstances that, uh, that put it together is that the, the point of the union is not to be a political action committee.
14: Correct. That's not well. I mean, uh, unions are, of course. There's a there's a public role for them to play, and they have to be concerned about labor law and so on. But the reality is that their primary obligation, and this is what's most important, their primary source of power, comes from the sense of solidarity among the workers in a given workplace, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing that's lost. And I, I think one of the real challenges is that. Um, and this there's a great quote from from Abraham Kuyper, who's one of my yeah. uh, sort of uh, heroes. He says, you know, the beautiful word social should not be the, the domain of socialists only, right? And I think there's been a an adoption of a, a mentality of the workplace within the labor movement uh, in North America, not just in, in the U.S., but in Canada, that there's an inherently adversarial relationship between managers and workers. And I simply don't believe that to be true. I think if we were to look at the workplace... Um, uh, sort of objectively, everybody is everybody is required to produce that that good or service. You do need authority structures. You need boss. These are these are good things to have. The union is simply there to assist the workers in achieving justice. And in helping them form a just community, and that's the key thing that uh, that often goes missing in in at least in North America, and they need to recover that.
3: Right, and that's the thing I want to make sure we hit. We only have maybe two minutes left, Brian. But sure. the sure. essence of our of, of the beginning of your article was that you recognize how much more how much more time you spend at work with the people at work than you spend with your kids and you say your whole goal in life is to raise you know good and just and kind children except that you're not with them nearly as much as you're with the people that you work with and and but but you said that that's recognizing that work is not just bringing in a paycheck, but work is a community also. And if we don't look at work as a community, and if our supervisors don't look at work as a community, then we are lonelier people than we ever were before.
14: Absolutely. That's exactly true. And and the, the data show that there's been a movement. If you if you are, it goes both ways. I've, you know, given the unions a hard time, but there's also been a sort of management movement that workers are sort of tools or cogs that can be managed right they're sort of treated like a horse to be put through its paces but that has that that's going to lead people to to sort of shy away from that because human beings will resist that and when you're being managed in that way um, you will try to isolate yourself, and there's lots and lots of examples of increased surveillance at work leads to uh, increased isolation, and those things lead to things like depression and so on. And so, I think there's a a need to recover the workplace as a as a communal endeavor um, right across the board in our economy.
2: Amen to that, Brian. Always a pleasure. Job well done. We just love uh, your work and Comment Magazine and uh, Jamie Smith and Curtis. All that together, uh, you're doing excellent work. So please keep it up.
14: I appreciate it, and I hope you guys had a good uh, July, July Fourth. Oh
2: yeah,
3: we did. We wish we wish that you people on the other side of the border could, you know, celebrated the red, white, and blue with us. But. I was
14: telling your producer uh, we're July first, and I grew up in a border town, so I just celebrate right through July one, right through July. Oh, that's 4. nice. Good for you guys. An yeah, opportunist. Yeah, that's absolutely. <laughs> that's I'll good. never give up a burger.
2: <laughs> Brian Dykema from Comment Magazine. The new issue's out. Social isolation. Information about Comet, wordfm.com.
15: Stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors.
2: Fire your stockbroker and hire
16: yourself. I'm Scott Bauer and I've been a professional trader for over 25 years. I've traded for Goldman Sachs and was the first Amazon market maker at the Chicago Board Options Exchange. I'm also the CEO here at Prosper Trading Academy, the leading educational firm teaching people how to trade the markets. For a limited time, I'm giving away one of my favorite secret trading techniques used by thousands of our students every day to help build their financial future. To learn this technique right now, call my 24-7 voicemail and just leave your email address. I'll email you my free trading technique right away. Just call 1-800-228-2155. This is the very information my students use every day to invest in their financial future. Again. Call 1-800-228-2155 in the next 30 minutes and leave your email address on my voicemail. That's 1-800-228-2155. Call 1-800-228-2155.
13: The human race is lost in the darkness of sin, but God, in His grace, sent His Son into this world to give the light of salvation from sin. Yet, so dark is the unbelief of man that he refuses to come to Jesus. Jesus explains in John 3 verses 19 and 20, Men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth light, neither cometh to the light lest his deeds be reproved. Fallen man loves his sin. To come to Jesus means confessing sin and turning from it. Those lost in darkness do not want that. How then is salvation possible? From a human point of view, no man can be saved. But God is gracious and powerful, and no man can resist Him when He shines His light in a person's heart. I'm Pastor Bill Brainsma of the Pittsburgh Protestant Reformed Church in Forest Hills. Join us for worship. Call 412-727-6778 or check out prcpittsburgh.org. Preaching the Kingdom of God and teaching those things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ. Space. The Final Frontier. Husband's Log 2018. Following the
8: free delivery and placement of a new shed from Yoder's Backyard Structures, our family now has space to think, to breathe, to live in the garage, the attic, even the basement. Arrival was successful and came fully assembled, cleverly designed to blend with the existing structures. Buy a new shed from Yoder's and experience space. The final frontier. Available now from yodersbackyard.com.
2: Okay, where do you stand on the annual visit uh, by the furries?
4: Oh, because
3: they're back.
2: They're back uh, in downtown Pittsburgh. I, creeps, have you ever seen them? It creeps
3: me. Have you out. been downtown? It creeps me out.
2: Have you Have you intersected not on with purpose?
3: That? But yes, I you know just accidentally say, "Oh wow, look, look what's going on."
2: I was at the uh, the Vista. Is it called the Vista? No,
3: it's not the Vista anymore. Okay. Well,
2: I was at that hotel on yeah. Liberty Avenue, mm-hmm. right, right, right at the lip of the Strip District, right. and I think that's where they all stay. Could uh, be. I, I was un... Does it freak you out? Yeah, it does. Mike? It makes me uncomfortable.
5: After watching the documentary, yes.
3: There's a documentary?
5: Yes. What? Well, furry documentary. See, I don't want to know a whole YouTube.
2: lot. I've, I've, the, heard-
3: please give me the title of that. Furries. <laughs> I don't even want it.
2: No. Uh, look, who doesn't like the pirate parrot?
3: Everybody likes the pirate parrot. So then... Because the person inside the pirate parrot recognizes that this is a job they have.
2: Not a life calling Right. Mm. And
3: not an alternate personality.
2: Yeah. Or a lifestyle. Get that. I really don't. What's what's it what's that all about?
3: I don't I think that a psychologist could dig deeply into that and just have you days and days and days of material.
2: Isn't it just good fun? Or, or is it something else? It's creepy. It seems a little It's
3: not good fun. It's creepy. Am I the only one that thinks it is? Mike, do you no, think I, it's creepy? I
2: well, no. Like when you see them walking the down side. the street, you kind of go, oh, that's kind of cute or fun. But then, then you hear that, you know, the other thing. Like things. if they're
3: going to a parade and it's Halloween.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Look, we live in strange times. So is it offensive to me? No. It's not no, offensive. No. Am I upset by it? No. So, okay, they want to dress up in a little furry suit. More power, too. Oh, come on. What the heck? Sharing the word
6: that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington. President Donald Trump accepts the resignation of EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt. Pruitt has been
0: facing many ethical questions concerning travel spending, security costs, dealings with industry lobbyists, as well as allegations of misuse of government resources. Pruitt has denied any wrongdoing in the face of multiple congressional and oversight inquiries. Despite these difficulties, Pruitt has received praise from President Trump for his efforts to reduce regulations that the president says hurt business growth.
6: That's correspondent Dennis Crowley. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar says the government will meet court deadlines to reunite migrant children separated from their parents. And Senate Minority Leader Charles Schumer tells President Trump he should not nominate someone to the Supreme Court who opposes abortion or the 2010 health care law. This is SRN News.
13: The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. This is Mike Howard for Word FM,
7: here to tell you about an awesome opportunity to attend Teal College in nearby Greenville, Pennsylvania, for an extremely discounted investment without discounting the educational experience. More on that in a moment. Teal College was founded in 1866 as a co-educational institution in western Pennsylvania. Teal is an independent liberal arts college rooted in the Lutheran tradition, offering distinctive programs in the arts and humanities, social and natural sciences, and professional studies, together with engaging co-curricular and athletic opportunities. Teal College provides an accessible and inclusive learning environment that emphasizes service to society. Teal's residential campus offers a safe and supportive setting in which to grow and learn. Word FM is pleased to offer a tuition voucher to a brand new student at Teal College at half price. Yes, half price. That is almost fifteen thousand dollars in savings. Call me today, Mike Howard, to find out more. Four one two. 937-1500 That's 412 937
17: Do you remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old timer you know that a springhouse was used for storing fresh cold milk In 84 Pennsylvania we have another kind of spring house Our spring house is an old fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old time gifts great country foods and you guessed it fresh cold milk You see, the Spring House in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. The
11: following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through Select Quote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. 800-671-7070. That's 800 671 Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states.
12: A flash flood watch is in effect through this evening. We'll see a couple of showers and a heavier thunderstorm in the area tonight, low 66. Tomorrow, morning clouds and a stray shower will give way to sunshine Breezy and less humid, high 79. Clear and cooler tomorrow night, low 54. Then beautiful Saturday with plenty of sunshine, high 77 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM.
0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride
2: Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Well, See, there's good news. You just heard the weather forecast. We're going to cool down considerably.
3: Listen, last night around 7 o'clock, 7.30, when the storms were kind of brewing, Mm -hmm. but they had not hit. Weren't they beautiful? I live in the North Hills, and uh, we were apparently the epicenter of uh, uh, a lot of the storm activity last night. And so you could Show you off. could see, believe me, it's nothing to brag about based <laughs> on what's happening in the area. But um, the cool breeze—it was like it started. It was mm. like one instant we were like 98 degrees and like barely able to breathe, and then there was a cool breeze. Mm-hmm. It changes the whole thing.
2: Yeah, it changes your everything. attitude, oh. your outlook. It, all was,
3: that. it was absolutely fabulous. Mm-hmm.
2: One minute you're like sweltering and you're, you know, contemplating, you know, death and destruction. Next minute, you're like, oh, well, hi, hi, hi. I mean, all of a sudden, I'm
3: happy. Let's have a oh, party. Let's have yeah. more people over. Yeah, let's have
2: some chips. For okay. gr- yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, all of a sudden, it got cool. That's the reason to have some chips.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Anything's a reason for you to have chips. Okay. Hey, look, there's a breeze. Hopefully, you have oh. some chips. Hey, before we continue talking about the heat, mm. our best of the people in Millvale.
2: Oh, my goodness gracious. People
3: in Ross Township. Oh. People on both sides of McKnight Road. I they mean, there is just absolute destruction.
2: It's shocking. And
3: from three and four days ago, people over in Fox Chapel. Yeah. I mean, oh.
2: Believe me, there is nothing worse than having your basement flooded. Been there. Mm-hmm. Done that. Right. Know it. Suffer through it. It's horrific. It
3: is. It is so hard to know what to do first. Yeah. It really is. So, our best to everybody who's Without a doubt. who's you know getting water out of their basement, trying to figure out what to do about the mud and then trying to figure out when garbage pickup is. You can ditch all the stuff that oh, got
2: soaked. Garbage pickups like for the next several weeks.
3: Exactly. Okay, so back to the heat wave. Yep. Um I was thinking of the heat wave when I saw an article today on sleep divorce. <sighs> Did you see this?
2: <laughs> I, I did. Mm-hmm. I, I have to admit I did. Yeah. So essentially sleep divorce is couples, right, cohabitating, husband mm-hmm. and wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently from this article we're reading what a study finds is the uh, research studies first. In a poll of 2,000 American adults commissioned by the bedding company Slumber Cloud, nearly half of those commissioned by the respondents said they, w- they would rather sleep alone than sleep in the same bed as their romantic partner. <laughs> Half. I mean, it seems harsh. No, I mean, I get that. I I, I, oh God, I love my wife. Mm-hmm. I know you do. I, uh, I love her, too. And, okay, so in our guest room, you know, there's this – Oh no, bed. this
3: is gonna be a good story, Mike. I hope you're paying attention.
2: Now in our guest room, there's this beautiful bed and it has the ability to be nice and cool.
3: Why does it have the ability to be nice and
2: cool? Because there's an air conditioner.
3: Whoa! Wait a minute. Hold the phone. Mm-hmm. Your unair conditioned house, mm-hmm. okay, as mm-hmm. is my unair conditioned mm-hmm. house. Your guest room
2: is air conditioned? Yes. <laughs> so it it uh, sings to me. Oh, it sings to me.
3: It calls you. It's like a siren. It from is.
2: The- no, it's not like that, Mike. No, that's a different song totally. No, that's not at all. No, no. Picture, picture, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night and outside it's, you know, some.
3: It's 85. Pit, uh, and it's a volcanic 11, right. flow.
2: And you're thinking, well, I think I'll just bed down. Mm -hmm. I think I'll just crawl into bed with my love.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. And my love and I will slumber off.
3: But We'll cuddle up. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Then you get in bed. And in about six or seven minutes, you're lying in your own pool Uh of sweat. Yes. And then I think, that room over there has its own air conditioning. (gasps) Now, my wife-
3: Wait, are you saying this in the hypothetical?
2: In my head, I'm saying it. Okay. I said this to myself multiple times over the last you uh, actually several did? weeks in my head. Oh, okay. Now my wife, she will not. She will not acquiesce to air conditioning in any way, shape, or form. Mm, okay. I said I've had this conversation. We should just let's get an air conditioner and just put that. Why, why can't can we do this? Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't like being cold. I that's too cold for me. So she would prefer to health. You know the eternal flames of Hades embroil us (laughs) from 11 (laughs) o'clock (laughs) p.m. until 7 p.m. or 7 Mm a.m. But meanwhile, if if I wanted to, I could just leave the wedding bed Mm -hmm. and float across the hallway. And apparently, uh, by seeing this article, I felt pretty good Mm -hmm. because I'm not alone. Right. Right. Fifty percent of 2,000 respondents said yes, they would. Feel fine about sleeping alone. Mm-hmm. Now no. it, I feel like you know guilty, or that's like you know cheating somehow, or I'm a less than a uh, an admirable husband. Oh, you mm-hmm. know that i you know mm-hmm. all those things befall right. me. Sure, I'm a poor poor mm-hmm. husband.
3: Yeah, well, you know, I had to sleep on the sofa for a year.
2: Now that's why uh, mm-hmm. uh, we can have this conversation.
3: Yeah, I had to sleep on the sofa for a year only because I had I have chronic vertigo and I couldn't lay down flat. And the, and trying to figure out how to sleep in a bed. With enough pillows to keep you, that's horrible. Inclined is just atrocious, and it hurt my back and it hurt my hips. Mm-hmm. And anyway, mm-hmm. the only thing I could figure out to do was to sleep on the sofa, which had like an arm. You know, I kind of slept on the arm of the yeah, sofa. Yeah. Anyway, while we saved up for a bed that was adjustable, I I did. I had to do that for a
2: whole year. Mm-hmm.
3: So not only was I not sleeping in the same bed as my husband, we weren't sleeping on the same floor.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it was all different floors.
2: Yeah. Now, do your kids, because I, I, I have slept in this other room, you know, and mm-hmm. in the morning when my kids wake up and they would see me in there, mm-hmm. I would have like this, like I would horrible, like horrible shame. What, like
3: you and mom are fighting?
2: Yes. <laughs> like there's something wrong deeply. There's a deep fissure with the marriage mm-hmm. that we're in separate rooms yeah. now. Now, you know what? I think back to this. My grandparents, they slept in separate rooms.
3: Yeah. So did mine. Did they? Yes. All four of them
2: all four of them mm-hmm. okay so this is a there's historical precedent here then. sure said
5: and burton ernie well they slept in sep- separate
2: beds actually
5: in the so same I'm room i'm not going room. there with
2: burton yeah. ernie okay we'll just keep i Bert appreciate and ernie. you bringing that up there yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad so you're here <laughs> thanks for that sesame street uh, oh hey, wait, wait, wait a little sidebar we saw the mr rogers film over the weekend <gasps> loved it did you everyone in america needs to see this film twice please please go see this film I don't care if you like documentaries or not. And take great pride in you're a Pittsburgher. Mm. Everybody needs to see this film. Anyway, back to the bed, or lack thereof. All those respondents were onto something. Look, if your grandparents, all four of them slept in separate beds, my grandparents slept in separate beds, whether it's snoring or space Mm -hmm. or comfort or whatever – I mean, why does it always have to okay,
3: be? I think that my husband and I have alighted on the perfect solution.
2: <laughs> no, no. Well, I don't know what your husband's doing. Okay, and I so, love this that is what, guy. so this
3: is what's happening. So we, we finally saved up enough money so that I could get this adjustable bed, okay, so that I can sleep on an – it's one of these ones where the head lifts up and the feet lift up. It's like a hospital you know, bed. Right. Um, minus, the,
2: minus the allure of the hospital. <laughs> exactly.
3: Um, it's perfect for somebody who has chronic vertigo. It's mm-hmm. the most perfect thing. Anyway, so we finally saved – I've had it for maybe – a month and a half.
2: And sleeping how? Well,
3: loving mm-hmm. my life.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: That's how awesome. You do look rested. It rusty. is so much better than the sofa. I can't even you tell think. you. I cannot even tell you. Anyway, but here's the thing. It's very expensive. Okay?
9: And the bed itself.
3: The bed itself. Yeah. And you uh if you buy a queen size version of it, then the hus- both partners have to be at the same height. What? Now, why
2: is that? So, that right, defeats the whole purpose. Right, and here's
3: the thing. There's no possible way that most humans would want to sleep the way I have to sleep. No. I don't want to sleep the way I have to sleep. Right, unless right? you've got so, a broken
2: pelvis exactly, or something like so that. forget
3: it. Anyway. So what they do is they sell two twins that you put next to each other. Okay? And that becomes a, a king because that's the, the width of a king. I it's two children. twins. Right? My husband wouldn't buy the other half. <laughs> <laughs>
2: because he's a man he wouldn't do it who likes a budget
3: he said he's frugal now no, he said honorable I'm so happy to buy this part of the bed for you but I don't need that mm-hmm. so okay so I said but like just let's just buy it like if we're buying one let's just buy two we'll pay it off yeah, in bite six the months bullet. no 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 I don't I, he says I don't need that okay so let me just say when the the day came for the bed installation to happen mm-hmm. okay the guys are there moving my beautiful big bed in okay mm. They yelled down to me, ma'am, I said, yes, he says, there's another bed up here. And I said, well, I know if, if you would just put my new bed, my beautiful, new, expensive, beautiful bed next to the other twin bed, then just push them together. There's this silence. And the guy says, ma'am, this ain't going to look good. Okay, so picture my beautiful bed. It's about four inches taller and about eight inches longer than his bed. Nice. So that's what we have in our bedroom. I have Mm -hmm. this huge bed for myself, and he has this tiny regular bed that we're calling the toddler bed.
2: (laughs) But the good news is you're kind of sleeping together. We
3: are sleeping together for the first time in a year. All right. But he's in the toddler bed. That's all right. Sometimes I lean down and
6: just pat him and say hi
2: good job thanks for that
6: 101.5 WORD
1: Lady Gaga is telling our teenagers that we are who we are because we are born that way Tom Gilson says that's a half-truth. Just
16: because someone is born a certain way doesn't mean that it's right. In fact, if we're going to the Bible, we are all born with tendencies to do wrong. It's
1: called sin. Critical conversations for parents. Next time on Family Life Today with Dennis Rainey.
8: Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD.
15: Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? 800 That's 800-518-4020.
1: It's a struggle doing life alone. So why not join us at Impact Christian Church? Impact is a group of imperfect people seeking to let God love us and love others through us. Your kids will love our high-energy ministries geared to their needs. Our upbeat, positive services and practical teaching will encourage and help you, and you'll find true significance as you join us in striving to make a difference in the lives of others. For more information, visit us at ImpactPittsburgh.com.
9: Life doesn't stop on the weekends, and neither do you. So, we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory, and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit originalmattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no bull. Hi,
10: this is Clint Hurdle, manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I want to invite you to the ballpark on Friday, July 27th for our annual Faith Night at PNC Park. After we host the Mets, some of our players and I will be discussing what an important role that faith has played in our lives, both on and off the field. Join us and visit pirates.com
8: slash faith night to reserve your seats. We're looking forward to seeing you at the ballpark. More details at wordfm.com slash pirates. When you come to Kennywood, you're part of the family. So make yourself at home. Help yourself to some tasty treats. Then climb aboard with the number one blue engine and steam into our newest attraction, Thomastown. Visit Thomas and friends at their new Kennywood home, coming soon. Kennywood, a Pittsburgh tradition for 120 years. Welcome to the family. Now save up to $20 on select days at Kennywood.com.
2: So how's your best friend? You mean Beth? Yeah.
3: She's not my best friend. She's just a friend. A very good friend. She's a good friend. She's a friend I love a lot. One of these
2: friends that you've never met. But you consider her a very good friend. I have
3: two friends like that. I have two friends who are very good friends of mine, Mm. and yet I am not good friends of theirs because they haven't met me yet.
2: Who's the second friend?
3: Uh, Jennifer Garner. Oh.
2: (laughs) I saw her in a movie on TV the other day.
3: And it was great because she's
2: awesome. I I don't know Jennifer Garner that well. I just know her from the credit card ads. I know her well. Um, But it was a movie about... She was an adolescent, and then somehow thirteen
3: going on thirty. That was one that's what it was. of my favorite films. Talk about a film that you should watch with your kids. Really, it teach. It's just an awesome movie. I
2: saw like three minutes of it. She was greatly conflicted as an adult woman. Of
3: course she was, because she's an adult woman, <laughs> but she ends up in the body of a fourteen year old.
2: I see. Oh, okay, All right. thirteen. Oh, <laughs> well, that would do it.
3: That would do it. Yeah. It has a great the thriller scene, and that is absolutely fabulous. The
2: thriller, the yeah. like the Michael Jackson song. Uh-huh. Really, yeah. All right.
3: Only if you've seen it, do you recognize how hmm. outstanding it is. Anyway, so these are my two good friends,
2: Beth Moore, Beth Moore and Jennifer and Garner. Jennifer Garner yeah. Right,
3: and I do trust, I do believe that if they knew me, that I would be their friend.
2: Probably. So
3: there, there could be some space for that. What
2: are you saying you need more friends, or no. you just need friends like that? No,
3: I just want just these two.
2: Okay.
3: Okay. Feel good about those. You know, I felt that way also about Amy Barnes. Amy Barnes, the comedian who came to Pittsburgh only yeah. three months ago.
2: Yeah, And were, were you? No, because you met her in, in the I flesh. I did
3: meet Amy, and I felt like if we were together that we might be friends. Hmm. I don't know. I felt like she was my friend.
2: She lives in Portland. I know. Right, well, you could be friends long distance. So that's how it works today. It's not the
3: same. Anyway, so my friend Beth, um, she's my single favorite person to follow on Twitter.
2: Really? That yes. says a lot.
3: It really does. because I, And I it's follow a lot of people, lot of people that I think are wonderful on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, twi- Twitter it can be a cesspool, but n- not, the I great like thing it. about it is you decide who you're following. Exactly. And by the way, you should follow both John and I, Kathy underscore Word FM and John Hall underscore Word Fine, FM. Fine, I'll take that. Um, but Beth Moore is one of my favorite followers on Twitter um, because she doesn't take herself too seriously. Um But she has great wisdom Whew, to offer.
2: That's what she has. And
3: I really love that. She's got a big brain. Yeah. So she um, she um was speaking at a conference apparently last week, and so she was off social media. And um, when she came back, she said this. Sometimes we're too close to something to see how messed up it is. Last week, I was off socials for several days in an event. When I opened them back up, I saw how sick they were. Beyond sick. Dangerous. If we don't stop potentially deadly it's time for a backlash of civility
2: mm-hmm. uh, well said and there's certainly a lot of truth to that right mm-hmm. so, uh, have you thought um uh, this is difficult uh, how about a social media fast there have been many times oh, i yeah. thought i would like to i would just like to delete facebook yes. i would delight uh, mm-hmm. all that i'd like to delete every platform that i have mm-hmm.
3: i feel like you First of all, sometimes that is completely necessary. Have you In done a lot it? of ways, it would be a relief. I've not um, done it. I've not done this. No, I don't think I've done it on purpose. When I'm on wait, vacation, wait. I'll do that. Here's the thing that I've noticed: is that different platforms are good for different things. And because of the work we do that is tied to, you know, um, ideas that people have in the conversations they're having about faith and about the world, um, about current events when it comes to politics, I find Twitter um, a better medium for what we
2: do. Without a doubt. Than Facebook is. It's concise. It's to the point, And right. it can also dive deep.
3: Right. But if you're looking to keep in touch with people you know oh, and Facebook. share with family, Facebook is so much. But I mean, Twitter doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
2: but who's on you know. We're on Facebook. Younger kids are not on Facebook. That's the deal. Most –
3: though, that's – you know what? It seems to me when um, the kids I know who get to be about 17 or 18 years old, they all end up on Facebook.
2: Really? Yeah. My kids are not. Your kids on Mm -hmm. Facebook? Mine are not. Yeah. They've abandoned it totally. Well,
3: well, you know, so if you – if you follow somebody on Instagram, you're getting a little bit of a different viewpoint. You're kind of looking at how they see the world. Instagram. Which, yeah, which I like a lot. And you can follow us on Instagram, I don't, I don't Um You know. also should follow New Mike on Twitter because he's a good follow. Oh,
2: yeah. He is a good one. I'll yeah. tell you
3: that. Um, You get the inside track on what's going on in the show. Uh, But listen, here's another thing that Beth Moore said that I want to bring up. She said, I like dialogue and discussion from varying sides. I enjoy some debate. I'm moved and confronted by strong and prophetic words. I like being made to think, even when I don't agree. I'm not looking for Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood on Twitter, but it's breeding abusers. What do you think about that? You think that's true? You think it's overblown?
2: (sighs) Well, okay, I guess you have to define what that, what uh, abusers is. Mm -hmm. In in what terms, what's the context?
3: Well, I think she's saying that um, instead of people being able to disagree well, um, there are people who have to bring the hammer down all the time. So you say something that they don't agree with, the hammer has to come down.
2: Yeah, I get that. Okay, so. So yesterday for the 4th of July I posted something just really basic, real simple on my on my page. And and and, and immediately a buddy of mine jumped in and made it political, which is what I was my post was the exact opposite.
3: Your post was something like, for one day only, we're not Republicans, we're not Democrats. We're all Americans. We're all Americans. Not so, yeah, just right. happy 4th of July. God bless America.
2: Right. And then it all of a sudden came back, well, tell the Democrats that. And I was like, dude, just stop. For one day, let it alone. You know. And then I, I felt bad, but, but it was kind of a necessary course correction. Just leave it be for one day alone. Please, can you just, if you have the discipline to do one day, then maybe somewhere in that discipline you can find the kernel of, right. uh, of what, uh, you know, graciousness, kindness, civility. Right.
3: Now, here's the thing. I it, it, That's a little different because I know who you're talking about and he's a friend of both of ours and he's not a troll and he's not somebody who's abusing anybody on, no, no, on the internet. No, he's No. He's a good guy. Right, right. But, I think what Beth Moore's talking about are people who make a hobby. A sport. A sport out of going on Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is and just correcting everybody, you know, or just, you know, going on and saying, you know, you don't understand your theology or you don't understand your politics oh, or yeah. you have a warped understanding. Well, like of our how friend
2: Karen Swallow Pryor, who was just mercifully trolled by people who went out of their way to be brutally mean to her.
3: Right. Just about really picky theological points.
2: Ridiculous. And, stuff. and
3: it was done so. Badly and yeah, just so, yeah. in such an incredibly harsh manner. And I, the other thing that Beth is talking about on here, and I see this because she, this is another tweet of hers. She says, Twitter's like the laboratory of a Victor Frankenstein social experiment. It's producing freaks. Worse yet, the worst claim to be Christians. Time for actual Jesus followers. Don't buy that the nonstop verbally abusive are Christians to revolt with a clear demarcation of civility. The problem that we see, that I see, that you see um, online and on Twitter are people who claim that they follow Jesus and all they are anxious to do is just tear down whoever's saying anything. Right.
2: And if your theology doesn't match with mine, oh, it's, then I'll do corrective measures to you.
3: It's cruel. It's cruel. It's inhumane. And oftentimes, you know, it, it just gives off a veneer that they think that they're right about everything all the time.
2: This is the worst. I don't want to hang out with anybody like that. I don't know. I, I, I
3: try to uh, – you know, we, we you and I were both particular about telling our kids this when they were little. Whatever you put online, think about it five times before you hit post You're or send right. or whatever because that is going to follow you the rest of your life. Whatever you put on social media, that's going to determine whether you get a job or not, whether you get friends or not. Whether yep. It's just – it's going to determine everything. So I always try to do that. Oftentimes – I realize that I am being one of those people. What I am, be- I no, I, no, I, I want, don't believe that. Listen, but I want, I want to correct, or I want to, you know, assert my viewpoint or whatever. And then I realize I'm, I'm just not be. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that person on Twitter. And then I don't. The
2: bad guy. I'm,
3: and then I don't. I just you have to be able to stop yourself. Yeah.
2: Um, a friend of mine who's going to be on the show, I think next week, Selena Zito uh she for years she writes to the Trib. Mm-hmm. Here, you know you know how you have like the starred tweet at the top of your page the pinned tweet yes here's hers every tweet has my mom and dad on one shoulder and my kids and granddaughter on the other have to be responsible for my words thank you that is so good that's excellent if you would think like that you would wow. not be a, a bully or a fool mm-hmm. You'd be kind and sweet and good and true.
3: And you would, and you would, generous, you would offer somebody the benefit of the doubt. Instead of saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're tweeting that or I can't believe they're posting that, you know, what has happened in their day? What has happened in their moment? What's happened in their life? That causes them to think that way. And whether you agree with it or not, approaching it with kindness and civility is so much of a better choice than going in there with all guns blazing so you can correct them and try to convert them to your political party or convert them to your denomination.
2: So as this, you know, look, look, social media is so such in in its infancy, what, 10 years? Is, Is Facebook 10 years old, maybe? Oh, no, Facebook's older than that. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's older than 10 years not much older
3: oh i bet it's 15 15 i bet it's 15
2: okay well look how long will you know 14 14 okay so people will look back at someday and go the rise of the internet spawned this and this and this so 50 years down the road not to say that facebook's going to be here 50 years from now who knows what's going to what's going to transpire but in colleges or high schools or elementary schools won't they teach this, the philosophical, social threads of proper and right behavior?
3: No. Uh, well, How much right behavior is the university interested
5: in teaching?
2: Well, I mean, just None. for the sake of Nobody for the would, sake of no, our souls. No. no. I don't I, think
5: any young kid or teenager would end up using it then. Because I feel like it's a way to express themselves freely and get away from Yeah, from I think that. he's
3: right. I'm not saying we shouldn't study that, but I'm saying I don't see any university looking to get on that bandwagon. Now.
2: Well, I would think that anyone a- any adult whose career has gone up in flames.
3: Well, now that is that is a to me an even more interesting question if we could garner all the people who regret what they've posted, yes. right? I wish I There's could how go many back. I wish I could delete that tweet before it ever happened. I mean, Look at Roseanne Barr. Look at what's happened to her life just yeah, completely. Yeah. I'm not saying she Crying doesn't. I, I'm not saying that she didn't mean what she said and that she shouldn't suffer the consequences. I'm just saying, look at how far reaching for her those consequences right. were.
2: I mean, it's kind of like a campaign, you know, against anti-smoking campaign or an anti-drunk driving campaign. It's the same kind of weird thing. You're doing harm, self-harm and social harm across the, the spectrum. So stop it.
7: This is Mike Howard, General Sales Manager at Salem Media Pittsburgh. You've heard me recruit for salespeople for quite a while now, always looking for professionals who just have to be in the sales arena because they love the hunt for new business, have those antennas up, and just simply know how to get appointments. Well, I'm here to tell you that is still exactly what I am looking for, but not just to be in radio. Salem Media Pittsburgh truly is much more, so much so that all of our team's titles have changed to Integrated Marketing Strategist. What that means is we now incorporate everything regarding digital marketing into our daily services, from web design to social media and reputation management, plus all things digital marketing, including retargeting, Facebook, SEO, and SEM, and much more. So if the sales skills I mentioned before apply to you, plus you have a knack or even experience in digital marketing sales, you definitely need to contact us. Would you do that, please? Log
2: on to SalemMedia.com and click the careers link and search Pittsburgh to apply. This is John Hall with some really cool news about my pillow. Mike Lindell and my pillow have set a world record for the largest pillow fight in history. It happened on May 18th as tens of thousands of people participated at Pulse Twin Cities, this big annual Christian music event in Minneapolis. The event was dedicated to giving hope to those who have been hurting or those who lost hope. Did you know that before finding faith and becoming a successful businessman, Mike was a former drug addict, but now he uses his story of success to drive others in a relationship with Jesus. You can check it out at my mypillow.com forward slash world record special the event was a great success and mike wants everyone to share in the excitement so for a limited time my pillow is offering the standard my pillow for the lowest price ever go to mypillow.com promo code word that's mypillow.com promo code word or call 1-800-961-9207 again call 1-800-961-9207 or go to mypillow.com promo code word space
8: the final frontier Husband's Log 2018. Following the free delivery and placement of a new shed from Yoder's Backyard Structures, our family now has space to think, to breathe, to live, in the garage, the attic, even the basement. Arrival was successful and came fully assembled, cleverly designed to blend with existing structures. Buy a new shed from Yoder's and experience space. The Final Frontier. Available now from Yodor'sBackyard.com.
2: It's summer travel time. So here's today's road trip tip fueled by Valero. Clean quality fuel. Make sure everyone in your travel party is on the same page regarding how you're getting to your destination and what you might do along the way. Then take advantage of apps and websites to plan the perfect route and activities. Don't forget an old school paper map. You never know when your signal may be fewer bars than needed. And along the way, find a convenient station at ValeroCleangas.com. Valero helps you. Your engine run cleaner, better, and longer.
12: A flash flood watch is in effect through this evening. We'll see a couple of showers and a heavier thunderstorm in the area tonight, low 66. Tomorrow morning clouds and a stray shower will give way to sunshine, breezy and less humid high 79. Clear and cooler tomorrow night, low 54, than beautiful Saturday with plenty of sunshine, high seventy-seven degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM.
3: Picking up where we left off, John and I, trying to recover some sense of civility in our, our social media presence. It made me think that, especially as Christians, I think on social media... Our biggest enemy is how right we think we are. I I think that is the problem. I think when we're talking about people who are coming down hard on someone for, you know, theology they think is bad or a denomination they think is wayward or even a political perspective that they think is unfounded, I just think that we're held captive to our own rightness. Okay, let, so let me read to this to disease. you. This is Luke 18. Way to hear this. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself God, I thank you that I am not like the other men robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but he beat his breast and said, God have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, And he who humbles himself will be exalted. I'm into that. It's all you need to know to modify yourself on social media is do you want to be like the Pharisee or do you want to be like the tax collector? Because only one of them, only one they did not both go home justified. They did not both go home justified. It's not like they were both a little bit right. They weren't. Jesus said, I tell you that this man, the tax collector, rather than the other... Went home justified before God.
2: Have we ever lived in an age of humility?
3: Have we ever lived in a more pharisaical age than right now?
2: No, but... uh are we, we're probably not, we're no different than our, you know, our, our forefathers, our ancestors. No, they, I don't think
3: we are, but I think that because we're talking about social media, that's vehicle. where it's showing itself yeah. right now is our own, we are held captive to our own rightness and our intense desire to slam anyone who disagrees with us. Mm-hmm. Our intense desire to say, I thank you that I'm not like them.
2: You know, uh, you know how the years—I don't know—a while ago we talked about a friend of mine. Uh, I remember back, like you know, in the late '60s, his sister went to charm school.
4: Charm school. Charm school. Oh my gosh. remember that?
2: I mean, that's that's a, a phrase people wouldn't even recognize today. Right? So, a charm school, effectively, of course, this is so verboten to mo- to Are the you modern kidding world, me? right? This
3: is like everything wrong,
2: right? Well. Although it really wasn't that wrong, it taught someone social.
3: But it's but it's it's politically incorrect,
2: right? It is deeply. It taught someone a social skill set, how to converse, how to dress how to eat, present yourself right, what, to eat what your manners were You presented yourself to
3: be in civilized society
2: yeah i remember i remember like you know we were out playing and, as a kid and you know she was you know, a couple of years older maybe she was like you know a, a sophomore in high school and you know we were probably you know, sixth graders or seventh graders and you know
3: did I, she look beautiful and perfect and i was poised?
2: In, i was in awe of her i mean she would leave the house and i could not believe that such a creature existed and to hear that she was headed downtown to charm school? I mean, that was beyond me. Charm school? Oh, what a life she's who, leading. Who goes to charm school? She's already charming, apparently. Because I, I look imagine at
3: imagine what it. she's going to be like when she graduates. I, she looks
2: at me and I melt. So why wouldn't there be... Can I, I go back to this education. You know, maybe it's not a structured thing, but if you're intentional with yourself in how you present yourself and how you think and how you pray and, and with your own children... Why wouldn't you have a social media charm school, because so Because those
3: people aren't people. They're faceless opinions.
2: Well, then how about the anti-troll school?
3: Well, that would be a good thing. You want to open it?
2: Welcome to John Hall's anti-troll school. For the low fee of $99, <laughs> I'll be happy to guide you through the wherewithals of like good it. mannered and social behavior.
3: I like it. I'll be the director of admissions. (laughs) (laughs) But you handle all the teaching.
2: It's just a thought. We'll take a break. Be back in just a few minutes. 101.5
6: 101.5 WORD.
1: Your station for unlimited grace with Brian Chappell. I'm confident that, that, that when my world is falling apart to my eyes, that God is being steadfast. That his love is still at work, that he's, he's still accomplishing what he said he would accomplish. And it's that that carries you through the trauma so that you ultimately can worship if you're willing to grow in the understanding that God intends for you. Unlimited
16: Grace with Brian Chappell tomorrow afternoon at 1:30 on 101.5 Word FM, W O R D.
15: This is a special notice to all US taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105.
8: Remember what life is like before central air? Avoid an untimely reminder of those uncomfortable days of yore with a timely A.C. system check from Pellis Heating and Cooling. Pellis will service your system to keep your unit running strong all summer long. And if you have an emergency, a Pellis Tech is available 24 hours a day with after-hour calls returned within 15 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. Pellis, P-E-L-L-E-S, at PellisHVAC.com.
2: At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net.
6: When you're a kid, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just your size, treats to tickle your taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch your heart. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soak Zone, because you love to see them smile. Right now, buy a Season Pass, just $59.99 online at Idlewild.com. My practice here in Wexford truly feels like home to me. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock. It's
12: really incredible to see these former classmates, families of classmates, people I went to church with, now as patients of mine. I really find it the biggest blessing and then a huge responsibility to give my community the best care possible.
8: Exceptional Dentistry Compassionate Care. Come say hi to Dr. Stock at Cranberry Community Days July 13th and 14th. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. Let's face it, we love Alexa and we'd love
0: to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. She could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the word Pittsburgh skill. And after she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, Alexa, play the word Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station?
15: That's easy. Word
6: 101.5.
2: Would you consider yourself a confident person?
3: Depends on the environment I'm in.
2: Define that. What do you mean?
3: Well, I mean, if I'm in this environment, I'm a confident person. But if you put me in a group of mechanical engineers, oh, of course. Or right, if right, you right. put me in a in a group, if you put me in an all black church,
2: no. Yeah, I, I get that. You know, depends on where I am. Confidence waxes and right. wanes depending upon exactly. But generally. I mean, generally, right? I mean, well,
3: I mean, I'm confident because I put myself in situations that I'm comfortable in most of the time.
2: Mm-hmm. But isn't confidence something that is um, hard fought and earned for mm-hmm. a lot of people? Right? I think
3: it's probably that way for everybody, but Not you, everybody. you can become, I mean, for everybody who's confident, I think that you 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 learn how to be that way. But I also think that any – I mean, the first time I went to a third world country, I was instantly completely insecure. Not because I was afraid, but because I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to navigate.
2: Hmm. Okay. All right. So I I would say that confidence is something that you grow into because if if you don't grow into confidence – then your 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 life is so much more difficult. Deeply insecure. You just kind of buffeted about on the waves of opinion or thought or other people. You know th- their thoughts of you. Uh, but confidence, I think, you gain confidence by doing, right?
3: For sure. And by by surviving.
2: The more you do, the more you understand how the machinations yes. yeah, work. Yeah, and
3: sometimes when you fail, you learn from that because you have survived and sometimes you do a good job and you also survive and you think okay you put those two experiences together and you figure it out
2: yeah i mean so so as a father of you know sons i often think about this you know even from an early early age how do you how do you garner confidence in your children's lives for for them to have the wherewithal to to you know to learn how to fend for themselves and not to be a, a blowhard so to speak and at the same time not to be a wallflower there's a there's a, f- a line here between the two, so a Relevant Magazine has posted an an article called "The Seven Deadly Sins of Insecure People," mm. and and I think it, it bears um, having a conversation about these things about because I think you know our previous conversation in social media, my guess is. The people who bloviate the most on social media, many ways, that veneer of confidence is also belying a background of deep uh, and fatal insecurity.
3: I bet you're right about that.
2: Oh. And so there's something safe about sitting behind our keyboards on our laptops and pre- pre- you know, presenting something that we are not. So um, the seven deadly sins of an insecure person. I'm ready. Constantly belittles themselves. No matter how talented you may or uh, may be or how much praise you receive from others, you don't truly hear it. It's almost as if compliments are a foreign language that you can't understand or even properly translate. Deep inside, you are your own worst Mm -hmm. critic. However, the Bible says, so we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. That's Corinthians Mm 4.16. Yeah. Um, Amen
4: to that.
3: Okay, so the first one's what?
2: Constantly belittling right, ourselves.
3: Right. Yeah, I think there is a, a part of maturing that you recognize, and you can see this in your children if you have them or people you know, is that people who are able to accept a compliment in a way that doesn't make them arrogant, it just makes them, oh, okay, so I I am good at that, or I did do a good job with that right doesn't make you doesn't make them into you know an obnoxious human just makes them more aware of what they're good at
2: right. I, I remember being a, a young actor and would receive a compliment and instantly turn it around itself right people would say something and i'd say well yeah well, thanks well i am not really that good i just a bit of you know you kind of you're apologizing and i think stop it right would just, you just stop just that you. and take it mm-hmm. for what it is right. there's no ulterior motive here on their part they're just they're being kind and they're seeing something there so just take that for what it is Okay, um, the seven deadly sins of uh, insecurity. To constantly belittle yourself, to constantly make much of themselves.
3: That's the other side of the coin.
2: Yeah. So all of a sudden you're like, you know, the Michelin tire guy, you know, all puffy, all blown up. You can't be a driven person in a healthy way, so says the author of this article, which uh, I'm sorry. There's no – oh, I'm sorry. Shane Pruitt. Shane Pruitt from Relevant. You can't be a driven person in a healthy way. If God is doing amazing things in your life, you need to share it confidently. Mm -hmm. However, bragging on what God is doing is essentially bragging on God. Mm -hmm. However, self-promotion is completely different. It is publicizing your accomplishments in a forceful way. Insecure people are masters at slipping a story about their greatness into just about every conversation. Mm -hmm. I got a friend who I say this all the time. He always would say, anyway, getting back to me. Right. (laughs) Which is.
3: Right. That's such an annoying trait. Yeah. Very. And it's so obvious.
2: The third deadly sin of insecurity to criticize the success of others. Often Christian leaders can be the worst at this. We'll criticize the success of other ministries and churches. If a church is overflowing with people, we'll assume that they are watering down the gospel. Interestingly, we don't use that logic anywhere else. We never say, wow, that's a standing room only in that new steakhouse. I bet they serve up fake beef. Envy of others is often a sure sign of insecurity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, the Bible says, put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, First mm-hmm. Peter 2.
3: Right. I mean, that's just childish behavior that
2: we do all the time. To criticize the success of to others. To
3: criticize the success of others.
2: Yeah. That's, uh, it shows you, if you're secure in yourself, and, you know, like, you know, again, I'll go back to being, you know, in theater, you you root for each other. When someone attains a role or their career is on the upward trajectory, you know, it's, uh, it's easy to go, oh, that's not going to be me, or mm-hmm. I, I can't have that. But to kind of go, that guy, he's got that fabulous, man. Right. Go for that. You're ascending to another thing. Right. So you should be glad. No, and,
3: that, and you should be glad, and it feels so much better to be that way. Heck, yeah. And yet, and yet, part of you is like, well, that's one less slot for me. <sighs> I mean, that's how people look at it. I mean, look, there had to be at least as many people in your theater background who were upset when someone ascended versus people who were happy.
2: I guess. Uh, I guess. Um yeah, it's it's very it's it's like a tightrope again, right? Too little, too much. Mm-hmm. How do you find your way in wisdom between the two? The um the fourth deadly sin, the uh, fourth deadly Din. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth deadly Do you have any sin. music for that mic? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> the fourth deadly sin of insecurity. Let social media dictate your mood.
3: Oh. That's a horrible idea.
2: Yep. Social media has changed the game for all of us. Oh. So says the author. There are things that hurt your feelings and ruin your day that would never oh. have done that 15 years that ago. That is
3: crazy. Friends is hanging crazy. out with
2: you like the, the, uh, uh, all those pesky likes. Oh. Seeing that like number climb That's horrible. provides a high that is easily addicting. Oh. How many times have you wondered why certain people were not liking something that you posted? They didn't like my cat video. They may not like I me anymore. I can't
3: believe New Mike didn't like my cat video, Mike. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Hey, by the way, I posted a very, very good cat video on our Facebook page a week ago. Hardly anybody liked that. Uh-oh. It was a very good one.
2: I must have missed that. That's because Pittsburgh's a dog
5: town.
3: No, whatever.
2: Uh, no, there's a lot of cat lovers out there. <laughs> Come on. Okay, so you should not. Let I'm
3: the head of a small minority, Mike so leave me alone.
2: I missed that cat video. I'm sorry for <laughs> mm-hmm. that. Uh, Galatians one ten. For I am now seeking the approval of man or of God. Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Okay, so let social media. No, for okay, forget that The fifth that. deadly sin of uh, insecurity. Let the opinions of others determine their day. Plain and simple, if people like you, it's a great day. If people don't like you, it will ruin your day. In fact, let's take it a step further. They can even like you, but... If you perceive one of their opinions is somehow critical of you, it literally changes the trajectory mm-hmm. of your mood for right. the day.
3: Well, I'll tell you one thing. If that's your problem, don't ever be a leader because you're <laughs> going to be miserable most of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, the final deadly sin, don't doesn't let others have their moment. Mm-hmm. This is frequently seen in the person who is a one-upper. You know what that is, right? Whenever someone tells a story, you feel the need to tell a story that one ups it. Mm-hmm. This arises out of fear of losing of the moment. If someone else has the attention, that means that you don't. However, the Bible says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others, Philippians 2, four.
3: It's a good list.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Does it make you feel insecure? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take a break. We'll Why are you so much minutes. better than me? I'm not trying to be. Mm-hmm. It just kind of happens that way. I'll see you on Mike, Facebook. Mike
3: didn't like my cat video.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I hate that. folks.
0: On the streets of Miami, speed is the law. So when a corn dog goes after the wrong girl,
14: Oh,
4: heartburn.
0: One man will bring her Tums Ultra Strength. I'm on my way.
8: Don't get wrecked by heartburn. Nothing works faster than Tums.
0: Your mustard's fast,
8: but my Tums are faster. And with Tums on the go rules, it's never been easier to leave heartburn behind.
4: You did it.
8: Yeah. You going to finish that corn dog? Tums, tums, tums. Tums Ultra Strength, available in a store near you.
10: Hi, this is Clint Hurdle, manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I want to invite you to the ballpark on Friday, July 27th, for our annual Faith Night at PNC Park, after we host the Mets, some of our players and I will be discussing what an important role that faith has played in our lives, both on and off the field. Join us and visit Pirates.com slash Faith to reserve your seats. We're looking forward to seeing you at the ballpark. More
14: details
8: at wordfm.com slash pirates. Isn't crushing candy just boring? Play the hit puzzle game Best Fiends. It's sweeping the nation. Tired of matching candies? Give Best Fiends a try. It's fun, fresh, and addictive, whether you play alone or with friends and family. Download Best Fiends for free in the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends.
3: It does look like rain again.
2: (laughs) Skies are darkening again. Is it really in the forecast again? Yeah. Oh yeah. Really, more rain through,
3: through this evening.
2: Okay. Again, our thoughts, our, our prayers with those people in Millvale and Ross Township North, and North, North Hills, Hills, North Side. It's a mess. It's a truly a mess. It's unusual for Pittsburgh, right, to have flooding to this degree. I kind of feel generally we're immune from a lot of mm. that stuff.
3: Plus Fox Chapel last week, oh, Aspen Mall, yeah. Sharpsburg.
2: It's an equal opportunity offender. Um. When you when you think in your mind, you know, uh, you know, it's one thing to look in the mirror, but it's another thing to think in your mind about your age.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and I think this is true of a lot of people. When I think of myself, I don't think of myself as my age. I think of myself as a younger self. Yeah, I, I don't feel as though, you know, my brain, even though I may have wanted it to mature and grow. and I think mean, we all may have. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, hey, stop it. Just, I mean. All of a sudden, I'm insecure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, there's something I, I think that's true for most people that in my mind, I think I'm, you know, 27. Yes, for sure. I yeah. In my mind, I'm 27. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, outwardly. i'm not Mm -hmm. you know i'm so here's the deal uh this is uh something from the daily mail and the the daily mail is this uh british paper the the headline is you are as young as you feel people's brains age slower if they see themselves as youthful oh i like it Mm -hmm. so um feeling younger than you are may slow down the rate of your brain ages New research has suggested
3: okay that so you so your brain is actually physiologically younger,
2: yes, the if more you,
3: if you think you're if you think that you that feel be? younger, yeah. yeah,
2: so researchers have analyzed uh, the MRI brain scans of sixty eight healthy people between the ages of fifty nine and eighty four They asked the participants how old do you feel compared to your real age. Respondents were either, I'm younger than my real age, or I'm the same age as my real age, or I'm older than my real age. The participants were also tested on their memories to determine their cognitive function as well as their self-reporting about their personality traits and depressive symptoms and their perceived overall health. So all those things together. Um, What they found was – if somebody feels that their age, uh, somebody feels older than their age, it could be a sign for them to evaluate their lifestyle, their habits, and their activities that will cont- contribute to brain aging, and take measures to take better care of themselves. This comes after research released last February suggests that human brain becomes old at just 25. A fluid in the brain and spinal cord changes its speed of movement in people older than their mid 20s. A study by Lancaster University found the movements are linked to breathing and heart rates.
3: Okay, so the so the the take home is that if you feel younger, your brain actually shows signs of being younger.
2: Yeah. And if you take Geritol, that's a bonus. Okay? <laughs> Geritol
3: doesn't exist anymore,
2: does it? Um I'm not sure.
3: I don't think it's a thing. Remember?
2: Did you watch it? Um, I used to be Lawrence Welk?
3: uh, Yeah, right. Lawrence Welk. I was Mm going to say Mike Douglas, but it was Lawrence Welk.
2: Yeah, take Geritol tonight.
3: Mm -hmm. And some Topol.
2: (laughs) The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of
0: Word
8: FM and Salem Communications.